0: And right now, right here on this show, I am pronouncing the depression
1: over.
2: Welcome everyone to week five of the 2019 Aerials Disciples Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh my co-host this week is in Germany. So I'm joined by uh, winner of co host of the year, Mr. Braxton Van Cleave, and our guest uh currently in second to last place with an 0-4 record, Mr. Jeremy Thomas Tufnell. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Cameron. Braxton, thanks for having me on.
0: Um I'm just going to go, Braxton, I apologize. I'm going straight into it. I am (laughs) furious. I am currently, as Cameron mentioned, 0-4 in this goddamn week. I would like to just list off the difference of points...
3: Points for, points against, something like that.
0: Some other teams that are currently much better than my stance. Daniel Matias, that dude's lucky he's in Germany. His team has gotten the biggest pass out of anything I have had the displeasure of seeing in this league. 497 points. He has less than 30 points more than me. And yet, somehow, we have the exact opposite uh, schedule. Or the exact opposite record. 4 no sitting atop the top of the league points against 396 almost 100 more than 150 points less than I do I'm sitting there with 540 points again, and it's insane I'm so tired of these teams just deciding oh are we playing Jeremy today okay no yeah, no, we're just going to go ahead and them. it's like somehow our relationships outside of fantasy have somehow percolated into the fantasy rankings themselves, and everyone went, oh, we're playing Jerry today. Let's bash him. That sounds great. That sounds fun. Kyle. Kyle's stupid little team. I have almost 200 more points than you in points again, and he's sitting there at a nice 3-1. and one. Kyle, I'm coming for you. But, I just wanted to get this out there. You know, as Herb Brooks once said, great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's exactly what I have here. I've started this league 0 4. Shifts are stacked against me. I'm sitting there at the blackjack table staring 13 in the, 13 in the face. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to double down and hit.
2: Well, I'm going to go ahead.
0: Yep, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, you, you I'm going to go uh, ahead and come out of this league and
2: championship. Yeah, I mean, j what I would say to that is I, I don't feel a ton of sympathy for you, honestly. Um, you've had two good weeks and two bad weeks, and um, the scheduling was, uh, was not great for you early on. I mean, you've played DJ, Braxton, Dano, um, I can't remember the other one, maybe Dane.
1: Uh, you're playing
2: playing the top half of the league um your team's just very inconsistent you you know i can't feel sorry for someone who for the first two weeks started dante Moncrief. right (laughs) so when i hear you complaining about losing um in some of these games you've lost in pretty close margins, specifically week three uh, you know i i have to point at the manager and go yeah fantasy football can be unlucky sometimes but i don't feel bad about a team who loses to an opponent who scores 107 points I hear you, and I choose to ignore everything that you said.
0: I think my my managing style management style has been perfect. Dante Moncrie came was a wide receiver too down in Jacksonville. How was I supposed to know that he just forgot football? I don't understand. First game, I believe it was eight targets, nine. Go ahead and read a free-
3: little bit of trouble, but we'll get Jeremy back.
0: <laughs> was last year was a was a great wide receiver too. Was was catching balls. The boat himself, Blake Bortles, was wheeling and dealing with him down in Jacksonville. Went to Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown and his frozen ass feet got out of there. I was like, oh, look at this. We have you know, there's really no wide receiver one in in Pittsburgh. Is Juju Smith-Schuster gonna really gonna be able to to edge out Dante Moncrief? Is it gonna be more of a fight? Let's find out. First game out there, you know what? You got a, a tape to the slipper. You know, he could not catch a cold. So I don't understand how my management style can be kind of put into question for Dante Moncrief. Yes, looking at it now, it's a joke. In the moment, that was a great pick. That was a great start. And I stuck with my guy after seven or eight targets in the first week. Little did I know that Big Ben and his broken arm, decided that he just refused to pass the ball to Dante Moncrief.
2: Yeah, JTEP, I'm, I'm just going to have to stop you right there. You're, you're giving out facts that are incorrect, right? 2015, Dante Moncrief was a wide receiver, too. 2018 in Jacksonville, the dude had 600 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, this is a, a flex wide receiver, three wide receiver, four. So, um, you know, you put, circumstances. A, you put him in a, a new offense, and I, I think it's, it's fair to say that um, – we can question your management style. I'm not saying you're out unlucky, but um, you've started him two weeks in a row, you know, so. Well, then I'll take it on the chin.
0: And that's all I need. Like I said, <laughs> great opportunity. We're going to go out there. My boys are – we're getting ready, and we're going to be there. You're right. Played the top half of the league. So all that means is we're going to start rolling. We're going to get on a roll. Cam, you yourself. Obviously, I dug my hole a little bit deeper. 0-3 to start the league last year. He came out on top. So – I'm looking out I'm looking towards you for some guidance for paving the way and I'm gonna go ahead and and start my playoff run right
3: now. I, I, I am curious, uh Jeremy, who uh who gets regretful for choice's house when your team inevitably dies this season?
0: Who who gets my house?
3: But, you know, the will thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Jacob, do you have a will? <laughs> You're awful. Uh,
0: man, I really hope people don't listen to this. uh No, I don't. Do your parents have a will? But yes, I made sure. I like as soon as okay. I, I it was last, yeah, last October <laughs> It's like the first thing I did was like, "Hey, like, give me give me your guys's information. I'm gonna make you guys a will real quick."
2: Okay, so I'll, I'll let you defend your column here in a second, uh but. So you you were to have us to go out and find attorneys to, you know, draft wills for us and what you've just told this whole podcast all 14 league members is that we just need to send you our information and you will draft us a will? <laughs> well,
0: I don't I mean MPDF
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in a PDF. Or, we'll,
0: or I feel like what it could be is I think it'd be, be part of the, uh, the winning. <laughs> I'm just making this up right now. Maybe the part of the uh, trophy, along with the trophy, is a, a free
2: will. How about this, j If you come in last place, <laughs> you have to draft all 13 of the <laughs> Okay. No, that's fair. Done.
0: I'll make that bet right now. This team is not a last-place team. If I come in last place, I will write everyone's will for free. At yes. any point. You guys can come out. You guys can Yikes. come. It'd be a, if I come in last place. Take it, you guys sit on there. Doesn't matter how long.
2: You have to live in Texas though, so sorry, Cam. Um That's fine. I, I will I'll take the bullet for my other like, twelve members. Braxton, what else do you think we okay. can squeeze out of JTF during this call? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just figured we're recording it so we can replay this whatever whatever yeah. season we want.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how confident I am. This is not a last place team, but wills are important. And if this ends up being a last place team, I'll, I'll eat crow.
2: And Jacob, one of the things you said was you, you were looking for me for guidance and I think it was last podcast I was, I spoke directly to you and Jacob over the airwaves um, and said, you guys had moves to make. Um, Now I've offered you a couple of trade offers, Uh, surprise, surprise, very delayed text back. Um, you said other people are also offering you trades. So, is your plan going forward, if I'm hearing this right, is you're just going to stick with your really bad 0 4 team and not trade it with anyone? I don't think that's where I'm at. I think it's the thing is,
0: I want to. The irrational, emotional side of me wants to stick with this team. But i think i'm just gonna have to make moves i just don't think i think my team is at a place where it needs some mix up and i can't i can't have what i have now lead me to the promised land so that is not i am no i'm not sticking with this team
2: moves will be made the only question is jay tough is when are you gonna do it i mean what what is aj green doing on on your bench how come you haven't moved him? You have Kenny Galladay on bye. This is a must-win week for you. You're starting uh, the Packers' number two, number three receiver, um, who's had well, huge variance, right? Philip Lindsay. It looks like that is a pure 50-50 backfield, and you're splitting a tight end who got you two points last week in the flex. And you're coming up against Carter's team uh, who just, how can I say this delicately, got the better of Jacob uh, in a trade recently. Um, whose team is, I mean, on paper, looks better than yours. Um, So when you say you're going to make the moves, it's Wednesday night. Games start tomorrow. Plenty of time. we got plenty of time. Game's not
0: over till it's over. Thursday night game, I don't even know who's playing Thursday night. Obviously not anyone I'm concerned about. Cameron, Marquez Valdez-Gantling, yes, has been erratic. But he's going to be the number one wide receiver this Sunday because Devontae Adams is dealing with turf toe. Now, if any one of our members knows what turf toe is like, it's Carter Callen. It's a debilitating, debilitating injury, especially for someone like a wide receiver who's got to do, sit there and do cuts. I think MVS is going to have a huge game, and I'm excited to keep him there.
2: Historically, how, do, how does C-level talent match up against uh... – Number one cornerbacks when they're thrusted into the number one wide receiving role. Who is
0: Dallas's number one cornerback? Dallas's defense is not good on the back end.
2: They have great pass rushers. Larry Their Jones
0: secondary is, is, is not good.
2: good. He's,
0: he's average at best.
2: Pro fans yeah. of football focus would disagree with you.
3: I don't know. I think Cam's <laughs> very prepared. <laughs> he's pulling out stats and and people that I've never seen before. <laughs> Not Byron Jones. I was aware of Him, but my first thought was Maurice Claiborne, which may be six years ago. Yeah. It's probably about where we all are with
2: <laughs> no good understanding of,
3: of teams. <laughs> um, yeah. Never a draft. Um, so I guess I'll start the, the new section here. Uh, I just wanted to get a little... Cam and I had texted last week about a potential segment similar to Mad Money, but You know, it almost rhymes, you know, fab money, which, you know, is a free agent budget, but.
0: And right now, right here on this show, I am pronouncing the depression. Yeah. So when I I
2: heard about this, um, one player really came to mind, the golden goose. Jay Tuff, you, you know, we, you know, we kind of gave your team a hard time, (laughs) but you actually have some talent. You have some pieces that you can move. Unlike our friend, Mr. Jason stating Jason, is averaging less than 88 points a week and if you take out his week 1 performance he's had i think he's averaging like 72 something like that his team stinks. <laughs> like well, I mean all time bad right so J-Tough at least <laughs> is that so when i think about guys who have a who are overvalued on someone's roster i, I look no other or no further than mr julio jones he is The Golden Goose, I've been trying to get him. I think on my last two teams, uh, my two championship teams, I've had Mr. Julio Jones. Um, And I know what Jason's saying, what he's saying is, Julio's the only good player on my team. My team stinks without Julio. Jason, your your team stinks regardless. So you don't have to trade him to me, but you should think about trying to get two to three pieces for him. Um, I'm just looking at his team right now. I mean, Jason, you're in a position where you're starting Jacoby Purset. You're starting uh Marquise Brown. I mean, you're starting players who have so much variance, you know, f- from uh floor to ceiling. I have no idea what your team's gonna do week to week. Um long term, Devontae Freeman looks bad. Ugh. It's gross. It's really, really gross. So if I if I'm thinking about someone who is overvalued on someone's team, I, I think about Julio Jones and I I plead with Jason. Uh not to be stubborn, um, not to think about trades of the past, uh, trade me Julio Jones, please. <laughs> and then the second person, um, you know, I briefly mentioned him earlier. I mentioned him last week as well. When I'm, when I think about guys who have no business being on someone's roster, uh, J. So if you're sitting there at Owen four and you have AJ green on your bench. Um, who still does not have a timetable to return but holds fantasy value because of you know the upside of his name um Jets, I have turn your, your buzzer off um <laughs> I look at AJ Green and I'm like why is he there I I, I don't understand you have two pretty decent tight ends why what do you have two on your team so if I'm I'm looking at someone who else who I think is is overvalued on your team. I would say AJ Green. I don't know what you're hoping for, J-Tough. I I don't know if you you think he's going to come back week 10. You'll be four and four, uh, ready to make your playoff run. I mean, I just hate to say it's not going to happen with your current roster. Um, I don't understand why you haven't traded him. I mean, at this point, you you should be looking to move him. But um, those are my two big guys. And then then my third one, um, someone who – I, I think he broke the record for our fab budget. Um, and that, that's what's <laughs> make him hard-o. And Jacob has so much trust in Gallman that he traded <laughs> so low on Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell has not done well the last three weeks. Does anyone know why? Jets? Well, no, I'll tell you why. It's because... Um, Sam Darnold had mono. QB. His starting QB had mono, and then the backup QB broke his ankle. And so, of course, Le'Veon Bell's not going to do well with a third-string quarterback. So what does Jacob do? Jacob throws all of his money at Wayne Gallman. It was good. I mean, it, it worked out for him that week. You can't trust him all season. It, I mean, I'm trying to trade for, <laughs> I'm trying to trade for Saquon with Braxton, but Saquon has a high ankle sprain and he's like eight day removes and he's already doing change of direction drills. Saquon's coming back in two weeks or so, maybe three. Um, So if I look at someone who I I just don't get it, uh, who probably should be back on the waivers next week, it's, it's, it's Gallman. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate, I appreciate when people trade, I really do but I can't, I can't pretend to understand why you trade it so low on Le'Veon.
3: Thank you, Cameron.
2: You're welcome. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a tough season for me trade-wise. I made I've made one trade with Dano. Um, I've sent multiple offers to Jay Tuff, to Carter, to Jacob, um, Ben, Will, Scott, and people aren't even um, giving me the courteous of, of a no. They, they just say, I'll think about it. And I never hear from them again. So I have not been <laughs> offered a single trade outside of the one that Dano gave me earlier this year. And it's, it's a bit disheartening, um, but I understand, you know, no one wants me to, no one wants uh, me to win again. So, um, but I'm, I'm willing to trade. So,
3: Attempted segment, pardon my collusion. Y'all are open to it. I'll go ahead and start that now. Let's do it. Pardon my collusion, but I'm Braxton Van Cleave. This morning, Liverpool FC added Geronimo Allison for $27 off waivers. First topic.
2: (laughs) Wow. I I didn't realize he did that. Um, I'm I'm, I'm happy that we moved to fab budget, and, you know, there's always going to be – a transition period where people are kind of understanding um, how much to spend on certain players. I think J earlier said Devonte Adams had turf toe, you know, Carter famously had turf toe. Um, I think J Tuff, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it, what it is, it's, it's, it's a strain in your uh, toe, like what, whatever ligaments down there. Um, and the only way it gets better is if you, you kind of stay off of it. So Geronimo Allison, J-Tough, I guess you should, you should speak to this more. Uh, My gut feeling is Will probably paid – I think Will probably could have gotten him for five bucks.
0: Yeah, that's really – I mean, Cameron, to answer your question, turf toe is where the – basically the ball of your foot, the tendon that attaches that (laughs) to your big toe, it's strained from – Overextension of the big toe. So basically, your toe gets kind of ripped back and it strains that that tendon muscle or something down by the ball of your foot. And then, yeah, it's basically there's nothing you can do other than, you know, take a page out of Carter Cowan's book and just grit through it week after week. So I saw him, there's a video of him on the sideline at practice today, um, testing it out and kind of jogging a little bit but um, he looked like he was obviously in pain and kind of stopped and turned around and went back and talked to some of his trainers. So I really don't know if he will be a go this, this Sunday. So Geronimo Allison, I think is a great pickup. I think, Sam, you're absolutely right. I myself am trying to figure out this fab thing and I feel like I'm constantly, I'm going to end up with $93 in fab money at the end of the season, trying not to overspend, but, I think this first year is the perfect year to just kind of say screw it and throw twenty-seven dollars. Bing, there, bing, bro. bing,
3: bing, Jeremy, I have yep. to say, the only thing worse than your legal advice <laughs> is your medical advice. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there, but <laughs> we do appreciate our Packers Insider.
2: Thank you, Jay. I wish you had access to the the separate chat that that Braxton and I are communicating <laughs> on. We're definitely not talking nice. about you. <laughs> I'm sure it's not happening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, next segment, uh, kickers, stickers, and candlestick lickers. Can we get a final stance between each of y'all on how you feel about kickers and defense and special teams? 30 seconds or less. Uh, Cameron.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, everyone knows where I stand on it. Um, I think Will had a 23 point swing on me this week. Um, I, I think it's, I, it's it's my least favorite part of fantasy football. I understand some people like it. I think the tough thing is you look at last year's Baltimore Ravens. They were the like they were top five pass defense. They were the number one overall scoring fantasy defense last year. Um, they come up against a Cleveland team who's been underperforming at offense on offense at home um and they just get destroyed so i think it's uh it it, there's the most variance out of any other position with with kickers and and defenses so um i prefer to root for players um i don't have i don't i don't get a ton of enjoyment out of you know rooting for kickers and defenses but I, i understand that a good majority of the league does for whatever reason um i would like to get rid of them i you know i floated the idea around of starting a cool kids league next year Um, where we kick out all the people who refuse to kick out kickers. So stay tuned. I'll message each and every one of you separate. If you don't receive a message, that means you didn't make it. Well,
0: I think I've been one of the most uh, vocal pro defensive kickers stand out here. Um, I don't expect an invite to that league, nor do I want to be a part of it. At some point, the – you know, I I feel like what – Defenses Defensive kickers brings to this um, this league is the idea of, of randomness and chance. And I think this, the sooner that this kind of loses its – the randomness of it where things turn into a business and, you know, making podcasts about it and everything like that, the, the sooner that this league will end up kind of falling apart because some guys just won't want to put the time and effort into it. So I think this kind of balances out the league a little bit more and, and helps guys kind of –
2: Get through. So your argument is that kickers and defenses are the glue that holds the league together? Yep, essentially.
3: I I'll <laughs> piggyback on that, Jeremy. I'm okay with that argument. Uh, <laughs> if you look at a certain matchup, it's it's easy to see where the stronger players are, which team they are. And then, you know, you look and say, Okay, the what the Chargers are playing what, the Dolphins and like, okay, they're probably going to pile on some points and then it's a better kicker than you would have had, you know, otherwise. So <laughs> I think speaking from someone who's lost their probably top three picks or top two picks and one of mine's a quarterback who's, who's still there, but certainly behind on the, behind in the game. I'm, I kind of like them. I think they're fine. A little bit of randomness. Moving on uh, real quick. I just, cause Jacob mentioned that he couldn't wait to hear about his trade on the pod. I kind of felt bad. Um, any thoughts on Carter and uh, Jacob's lukewarm trade?
2: You know, there are people in this league who are homers. Um, we're pulling up the trade right now. I mean, the, the big pieces of that trade were Mike Evans for Le'Veon Bell. We already talked about, um, some of the reasons that Le'Veon, um, you know, is underperforming. But I mean, if you look at Mike Evans, right, he had that one huge week, uh, week three, he's had three touchdowns outside of that. He wasn't great. I know Carter's trying to propagate that. Um, you know, he had a stomach virus the first two weeks and that's what really affected him. I mean, I, I, that doesn't really hold water to me because he was still on the field over seventy-five percent of the snaps. Sleeper confirmed. So he, uh, yeah, sleeper did confirm, but that doesn't make sense for a, from a standpoint like he still played. Um, I don't really understand how a stomach bug can get you to not catch the ball. Um, anyway, I mean, I think Carter won this trade. I, I think Carter clearly won this trade. I don't understand why Jacob had to give also had to give Carter DK Metcalf. Um, you know, he got Carlos Hyde in return. Jacobs, a Texans fan, I think this was a homer trade. I, This, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're trading. I, I think Carter won this trade pretty, pretty obviously or clearly. I agree. And yeah, I'd
0: say so. I think. Yeah, I think the uh, only thing I would say is the the knockout punchability of of Mike Evans is super enticing. I think I can see. Jacob being super frustrated with Bell, but I think Cam kind of has already alluded to kind of the reasons behind those struggles. And with regard to the stomach virus, I don't care what's going on in his stomach. Mike Evans is still 6'5. So you would think if he's on the field for 75% of the snaps, he would have gotten some toss his way.
2: You know the other Go thing ahead. that really bugs me? I was trying to trade with Jacob. I was trying to trade for Le'Veon Bell. I offered him the same offer I'm trying to give everyone i offered him Chris Thompson, uh, uh, Chris Godwin, and Golden Tate for Le'Veon Bell. No response. I would have very easily given him Michael Thomas um, and another piece. And Jacob just never responded. So I would say if you have a fantasy commodity that set, multiple people are, are texting you, you might as well try to leverage the offers against each other and, and get the most for them. Um, so that was a bit frustrating for me uh, just because I, I, I really like Le'Veon Bell. so. Um, but I think, I think Jacob, uh, I blame Kyle for this. Honestly, I, I I think Kyle, um, you know, despite, you know, kind of, you know, being troll and it all kind of tongue in cheek, I think he's turned people against trading with me. I, I find, I see no other explanation except that Kyle has turned has pitted the league against me, um, for his own sick pleasure. Um, Kyle, if you're listening, I will play you in smite. Anytime you want one V one me, I'm better at fantasy football. I'm better at smite. I don't care what your column says, uh, but I have to tip my cap to Kyle. I, I think he, he got people to not trade with me. So um, this whole, the whole trade was frustrating.
3: Additional shout out to Kyle. I love that article. He yeah, definitely displayed a natural ability to be funny oh. via uh, written word, which I don't have. And I don't know. I thought it was perfect, but I, I did a really good job. So, no sarcasm. Well done, Kyle. Shout out to, well done, and obviously, uh, Scott. Congratulations on the apartment. Bigger congratulations than some of these team wins, for sure. So, well done there.
2: My, my last Congrats, Scott.
3: topic. I feel like I'm doing a uh, news segment, but There's a gentleman named Harrison Butker and he's held at a notorious plot of land labeled Ram Ranch and just Google it and that's all you have to know. I'm not gonna get into the nitty gritty details, but (laughs) this man is nothing but a true outstanding citizen, upstanding individual. And uh, I don't know, he's held there. He's too old to be put on milk cartons. I don't really need to respond from each of y'all, but maybe if y'all could each give your well wishes to this, to this man in hopes that he maybe can be uh, freed from his current purgatory.
2: Yeah. You know, I hope that you get uh Butker. I know you love the chiefs, but Braxton, I would say to you, what are you doing to, to acquire Mr. Butker?
3: Oh, I, I've made quite a few offers. (laughs) I will not uh, destroy my team to get him to a certain point. So I'm towing that line and eventually Carter will realize that he'll take the unfair trade trade for him uh, versus maybe what he might perceive his name value will get him now.
2: So Braxton, let's say that Carter drops Butker uh, during the Chiefs buy. And let's assume that you had a hundred fab dollars left. How much would you spend on Butker?
3: That is a great question. And it involves me trying to decide how much the next person would pay for Butker and whether I'm willing to risk that. I think I could make the trade for him. But if it happened today and I was, Given my 100 back, I just put it all on Butker. Put it all on red. I'd do it. It's just so much better. Go get Mahomes your Mahomes scores, you get an extra point. Mahomes doesn't convert a third down in the red zone. Butker scores. It's just it's, – it's beautiful when it works together. Uh, that's kind of my, my philosophy on it. But I'm, I'm resigned to the fact I may not get him this season. It happens when you don't have that good a team that you can trade. But uh, no. to see him in, you know, sodomy island just <laughs> really
2: <laughs> tears me
3: apart. Okay, so that's part of my, what is it, part of my collusion.
2: Yes. Pardon my collusion.
3: I'm up. Up. All right, so we're going through the weekly scoreboard. All right, cool. So number one, uh, words of wisdom from Guy Fieri. Versus HBO original, Wild Bill, which has truly come to form with my IR. These guys could be passing away any day now. Go ahead, Cam.
2: Braxton, I have the utmost respect for you um, as a former champion. It is an elite fraternity. Um, There's only three of us. But it really saddens me to see how far your team has fallen um, this year. I don't even know who Auden Tate is. Um, Rashad Penny's terrible. Austin Eckler is the RB2 now. Tyrell Williams might not play. And you have a rookie QB with Curtis Samuel. If Patrick Mahomes puts up 50, you have a chance. But um my god this this is the worst team in the league right now i think um so i have to pick jason which is going to suck because braxton you are hurting my cause to trade for julio if jason were to lose this week i think he might trade julio but i think he's going to sneak out of victory here um so braxton uh, from one league champion to another um i hope you have some moves up your sleeve i've i've sent you several very lucrative offers um, so i hope i hope you make some moves but right now this team is is very bad
0: yeah i'm going to go ahead and just agree um, <laughs> i do think though auden tate i think with john ross going on ir and green out i could see him doing well but i think if you i think it'd be a very easy it'd be an easy win with if you get Patrick Mahomes a fifty point game, which honestly isn't that outrageous. And then if you need a big Evan in- big game out of Evan Ingram, then you know, you just you might be able to sink one
2: out, but I think just overall I think uh, Jason's gonna, gonna sneak by. J T F you confirmed once again why you're 0 and free 0 and three. I mean, did you watch the Bengals game? Right. You are you're, you're taking away John Ross and putting an odd in Auden Tate and you're saying he's gonna do well with that offense? Oh, I
0: all i said was that there's I a reason you're oh and, you, and four you li- literally just sat there and said i've never even heard of this guy he's not gonna do well all these people are out He might just get targets
2: above anything else welcome to With the podcasting these- world we, we we make uh extreme statements of course i know who Auden tate is okay well yeah, that- <laughs> continue.
3: yeah this is the one i was gonna let y'all keep going on because it is my team and they are kind of struggling and I don't know. I am in a tough position. I have been thinking about it a lot for the record. I'm three and one based on one week of luck, two weeks of a good team. And then my one loss, Saquon got hurt early, barely lost that one. My kicker was trash. I'm (laughs) waiting out Tyreek. Maybe Saquon comes back. I'm, I think i'm gonna try out the super risky move of holding on to my superstars getting close and then I've got a good team for the playoffs. will it win who knows but i don't i don't know if I can trade for uh name value while they're hurt for the same reason jeremy that you probably can't trade a j green until he goes off his first week if that if he stinks then you're you're screwed but if he Goes off, then like maybe you can get a little bit less than his name value. But
2: I've tr- I've tried so hard to trade for AJ Green, and I have gotten no responses. So I think I think. I mean, he, I just feel like that's not true. All right, right now I'll give you Chris Thompson and Ronald Jones for AJ Green.
0: Ooh, not gonna have not gonna have <laughs> these discussions on the podcast. Exactly. Have some god <laughs> Have some goddamn
2: courage. Exactly.
3: <laughs> all right, let's give it to Jason. Jason,
2: uh, are you still This one, Braxton?
3: Oh yeah, I'll go with Jason.
2: That makes
3: sense. He's projected more. Um and honestly, we had the big trade at the beginning. I hope Devonte Freeman goes off. In all seriousness, I had always wanted Sammy Watkins, which is the hedged bet against uh Tyreek Hill, Kill and it ended up being, you know, the trade came the way it did. But uh yeah, I want I want I want Jason to do well. I got Carter and Jeremy with scrappy team, but great team manager cam.
2: All right. Um, you know, the, the, this is, this is rivalry week for these guys, two former roommates, two former teammates, BFFs. You have both guys backs up against the wall. Um, one of you went out and made the moves to make his team better. Carter, like I said, I think his team's been underperforming. He finally doesn't have to rely on Sony Michelle. Um, you know, on right now I'm looking at it, I I, I have to give it to Carter. J-Tub, I, like I said last podcast, I believe that you can make trades to uh, give yourself a better chance to win this week. Um, I think if you go 0-5, um it's, it's going to be very difficult for you to even sniff the playoffs. Um, although I am hoping for you to come in last place now for the free legal advice for all of my friends. Um, so I am going to pick Carter in a very close, very gritty uh, rivalry week matchup. Um, barring Love any it. trades from J-Tuff. Love it. you got, it, Jeremy?
0: I think my team is finally going to kind of wake up. We're going to put it all together, and we're going to go ahead and get out this win.
3: Perfect.
2: Little little piece of advice, Jay Tuff. Uh, when you pick yourself as a winner on the podcast, you almost are always certainly to lose. I did this last week with Bill Hodges. Biased.
3: <laughs> I, I like you too, Jeremy. Let's do it.
1: I don't All like right, how Carter's
3: Robert. team name is too confusing for me to click on, and it causes me issues. <laughs> and I, I'll vote against that every time. Uh, loads of lewds. Doctor Byer versus ah, the Vocal Minority, whose team name is really good on multiple levels, actually. It's really starting to grow on me.
0: It's a great, great team name.
3: I feel like it is the Vocal Minority, no matter how small.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'll talk about it briefly. Um, I think Dane's team had a a down week last week. Um, Dane has great wide receivers. He was able to pick up Jordan Howard. Um, I think Dane's going to beat me. I don't think my team really hits its full potential until Michael Tom- or told you drew breeze comes back. It's really risky starting golden Tate, uh, you know, coming off the suspension. So, um, I think, I think, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm reverse jinxing right now, but I, I do think Dane is, is probably going to beat me this week. Um, of course. just because his team had a down week last week and you know, his wide receivers are awesome. So I picked Dane.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and try and jinx Cam and say he's going to pull this one out easily. Um, Love it. I do think, I mean, Dalvin Cook is an absolute monster, um, and he's going up against a, not a great Giants team.
1: I'll trade uh, you. I up. think
0: the all right. That, we might have to continue this discussion afterwards. Um, and I just don't think I. I think Jordan Howard had one good game against the Packers defense. That's awful against the run. I don't think he's going to do well. Um, so,
3: yeah, I think Cam's going to do it. Agreed. Locked win of the week, Cam.
2: Wow. We, we, we just can't agree today, guys. <laughs>
3: All right, next game. Twin-headed Digimon versus Sadhouse 2.0. I can't wait till my next part in the corruption because I had a whole thing about team names and whether they deserve to win. and. Either way, this is a great example. Um, uh, who do we got? Jeremy, why don't you lead us off on this one?
0: Uh, I think DJ is gonna gonna pull this off. I think his his running backs are insane, and I think Ben's wide receivers are too up and down, too erratic to to comfortably pick Ben over this. He's um, got old man Larry sitting in his flex. And Jimmy Graham's just an awful tight end. So I think I'm going to pick DJ.
2: Not so fast, my friend. J-Tuff, <laughs> I, I, I just don't understand how you are cherry-picking stats. You, you somehow think that, uh, that three uh, or that uh, scantly, whatever the fuck his name is, the Packer wide receiver is going to get an uptick from Devontae Adams being out. But Jimmy Graham's not. Look, I love Ben's team. Uh, ben is playing fast and loose. He's unafraid. He's everything that you are not, Jay tough And I love his team. I think DJ has the better team, but I believe in fate. I believe in destiny. I believe that the fantasy gods have smiled upon Ben this year. I think he's going to make a playoff run. It started two weeks ago. It continues this week. I'm taking Ben in the biggest upset of this week.
3: I like that. I look at Dak Prescott versus Green Bay. We've seen that before. Cowboys versus Green Bay to wash outside of his two running backs sort of tails off Um, whereas you know on the sad house 2.0 side one or two of those guys might be able to get a touchdown or two so i'd go with cam on this one i'd go with uh sad house 2.0 though i hate the name i love the name twin headed such a good name it's a playoff name
2: and Ben it, Ben and Elmo are the only two people in the league who don't have avatar or custom avatar photos. So uh, I expect a little bit more out of Ben on that front.
3: Elmo, I understand. Ben, he just may not know how to... It's true. <laughs> <laughs> ...adjust the image. Kyle and Dano, next uh, matchup. And Dano is across the pond, really watching... Uh, Yeah. He's not even starting one London player. So that's uh, to me, that that's a red flag. Go ahead, Cam.
2: Well, uh, I, I I didn't even think about that Braxton, but I I think that's a very fair point. Look, we have two teams who have uh, benefited significantly from weak schedules. Um, Kyle more so than Dano. Um, I loved Kyle's column this weekend. It was, Very funny. He clearly thinks about me a lot. I had an entire paragraph dedicated just to me. Um, So I think when people put good content into the league, I think good things happen. Dano decided to take a week off from the podcast. I don't care if you're in Europe, figure it out. So I'm taking Kyle uh, purely on the content he's added to the league this week. I mean, some of us live in fantasy
0: land. Other of us are just kind of looking at the numbers. Dano clearly has a better team. It's going to be a route. It's not even going
2: to be close. I would have to assume that Kyle will start someone in the flex and a uh, <laughs> QB. So those numbers might change, j I'm not it just depends. looking at the it numbers depends. even. <laughs> Who are you taking, Braxton?
3: Uh, these guys. I don't know. The right move would be to select Ano to keep his five and O streak going.
2: If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. You know, <laughs> fair enough.
3: i got glitch crab gang here what that is versus Liverpool FC with Scott versus Dr. Hodges.
2: Uh, I'll go. Um, I, I did some research into glitch cla- <laughs> the the glitch crabs, and it just left me more confused. Um, I asked Scott, and he refused to answer, so I I, I can be of no help there. Uh, When I look at these two teams, I I think that Will, (laughs) over the years, has gotten a bad rap, or not a bad rap, but he is um, considered by many to be the worst fantasy football player in the league. (laughs) I think this is unfair. I think one of our league members has somehow managed to skirt by being terrible but no one noticed. And that's Mr. Scott Kelly. I didn't really understand how bad Scott was until, uh, old takes exposed. Kyle's posted some graphics, um, two podcasts ago, noting, um, he, the point was he was trying to show that, uh, DJ was always in the bottom half. And, um, I looked at it and I noticed a familiar, you know, a, a reoccurring name week, a uh, year on year. And that was Scott. Uh, Scott's made the playoffs once and that was in 2014. Since then, Scott has finished bottom five four out of the other, or yeah, the other four years. So Scott's very, very bad at this. Um, I think Will is on the up and up. Uh, He stared death in the face. He held on to Melvin Gordon. I mean, he has a team now where his two best running backs are James Conner and Melvin Gordon. And he has pretty decent wide receivers, Edelman and Sutton. So, I think that Will um, is going to win this one big. I, I just have nothing for Scott. I think he continues to underperform despite having uh, a plethora of football knowledge.
0: Yeah, I'm going I'm to go ahead and agree with him. Uh, I think Will's going to go ahead and win this game, even though I think Scott has the, the flasher names. I just don't think – yeah, I just think Will's going to come out of this one on top.
3: I love it, Jeremy. My thought, Jeremy did great (laughs) about being concise in his statement. I love that Jeremy was so concise in his statement. We've got Scott here who I understand what Cam's saying, but it's easy to see where he's gone astray. It's a favoritism for Patriots players. Exactly. Scott's actually a good fantasy football player. But when you consider the... Weight that comes with being a Patriots fan, you know, you'd understand that you're you're dragging a little bit of oh I guess I'll draft Tom Brady or I'll pick him up or house him as my number one quarterback and yeah their defense has done well but he's not going to be switching that out for another defense next week. Um, That's the only thing I could see as far as Scott underperforming as a as an owner. Uh, I, I I trust Scott completely. I think he was the owner that was promised. Um, that said, <laughs> love Will's team, jealous of Lashawn McCoy. Proud of him.
2: I'll go with Will. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? I'm I'm actually right now, I'm holding a lot of resentment towards Scott. And I want to know from the two of you guys if it's fair or not. Yeah. So... Um, I was texting with Carter, um, and he was complaining about um, Sony Michelle's usage in the Patriots offense. Um, and Carter told me that him and Scott were complaining about the play calling in New England. Now, J.T.F., you're a Packers fan. You have had a Super Bowl. Braxton, you're a Cowboys fan. Multiple – or both of you guys have multiple Super Bowls. I'm a Houston Texans fan. I'm it here. Made, it made me <laughs> – uh, sick to my stomach to hear a Patriots fan complaining about the play calling of arguably the greatest sports team in the history of planet Earth. Um, now, is, is that fair for me to have such a visceral reaction to Scott uh, kind of casually complaining about uh, the Patriots? I don't know, but I'm, it, it made me quite angry, and I, I wanted to get y'all's, y'all's take, if, if that angers you um, or, or what? I feel like if anything, I
0: respect it, you know, not letting those not letting those rings, you know, tip the scales and holding people accountable when they need to be held accountable. Just because, you know, if they just you know, we're the greatest sports team in the really in American pro sports history, especially doing all this under the salary cap, mm. the idea that they wanna Cowboys to- fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so, yeah, I just think you just got to respect it and respect the grit, and if they get complacent, they might kind of go down the ways of the Houston Texans.
2: J-Tuff, remind me, what's the Patriots record this year? Uh, I honestly don't know. 4-0.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, there we go. Hmm. I wish yeah. I had the luxury of complaining about my 4-0 oh team uh, with six championships.
3: Yeah, I, I have a quick argument, and it's okay. not even my team. It's just, how do you think they stay on top?
2: Is the argument that they stay on top because Scott complains about the play calling?
3: Because they're high (laughs) to criticize. (laughs) They don't accept mediocrity, and that's why they're where they are.
2: Fair enough. I I understand it. Um, I'm still taking Will, and I still had a a very – I was just sick to my stomach (laughs) hearing that. And to hear Carter defend it, and I was like, "I, I can't with you two right now. (laughs)
3: is that last one it looks like the last one Poundtown Express Mr. Guajardo Austin Hall
2: I'm I'm tired of picking Jacob I've picked him I think every single week Um, I think he made a bad move so I'm going to pick Elmo in this one I'm riding the $40
0: king himself Jacob Guajardo all the (laughs) way to the finish line of this game
2: (laughs) I love it that should be his new team name. That's a great that, team name. No, that, <laughs> really,
0: that needs to be his name right now. He needs to listen to this. If, Jacob, if you're listening to this, I gave you an all-time great team name. $40 King, put it there now.
2: To Benjamin Jacob. No, I like it too. Braxton, I, I, have, a, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. You know, so I think it was two weeks ago, Dano read a statement on the podcast.
3: Ah, good. I um, hope it doesn't stop the recording.
2: I well, you guys could it, <laughs> I do in if, if you did uh, I'm in. you guys can reenact. You um seem to have an issue with me trying to congratulate you and other league members oh. on when I think you have beaten me, when you've bested me. Um, and as a player who's been to the playoffs 5 times, three championship appearances, two championships, I think when I can, you know, say, "Hey, great job this week!" Yeah, you know, you beat me. Um, you know, sometimes it comes a little early. Uh, time zones are, you know, always tricky with that sort of thing. Um, I, I, you know, kind of hurt my feelings. I, I, I felt attacked, um, and I felt like it was an unnecessary attack. I just wanted to hear it from the the horse's mouth. Exactly what the issue was that you had with me texting you a very, you know, "GG," you know, "good job." Yeah that's good fine game, but <laughs> uh, that's GJ G-G- that's their champ uh, I said gg comma good job then I clarified good game try to keep up Dirk, have you, how have you been able to block out the last two days, the fact that you're one win away from what you've been working for for so long?
1: Well, we just don't allow ourselves, uh, you know, to, to kind of be satisfied or, or be happy with anything. I think we did a good job in the first couple rounds, uh, always kind of keeping our edge to ourselves. Uh, I mean, we won two games, stole two games in L.A. and came back and still were able to to win a big game, three at home. And I just think uh, we're we're a veteran team, uh, and we can't get too high with the highs. So I've mentioned it all playoffs long, and uh, we addressed it today, and um, hopefully I'll be ready to play tomorrow.
2: Can you also talk about 06 when when it ended in Dallas? Did you stop to watch the celebration and just your memories of, uh, of all that?
1: Well, you know, I never went back and watched the film, so I, I, don't, I never watched a celebration. Uh, but it is tough to always uh, see another team uh, win on your home court. It doesn't matter if it's a uh, regular season or, or playoffs or uh, championship. That's, that's always tough uh, in front of your home fans. So, uh, you know, ultimately that's what we got to do now. We've well, we got to steal one more game on, on the road, um, hopefully the next one. Uh, we've been good on the road uh, all playoffs long, we feel. We, we, we won a game in Portland. We won two uh, in, in L.A. We won two in OKC, and we won one this, this series already. So uh, we feel that we, we can execute on the road as well. we got a bunch of veterans and, uh, that, that are, are road tested, and hopefully we can, uh, we can get yeah. a big game tomorrow. Think of the video of uh, Wade and LeBron coughing. Dwayne said that uh, that
2: was a real cough, by the way.
1: Well, I just thought it was a little childish, a little, little ignorant. Uh, you know, I've been in this league for, for 13 years. I never faked uh, an injury or, or an illness before. Uh, but, you know, that's... that's just, yeah, I'm gonna